Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh, a podcast, the podcast about playing games and making games. Brought to you by O'Rock Studios. I'm Paul Franzen, the head boy of O'Rock. Uh, I'm Michael Gray. I'm the head um, anime romance drawer, I guess, of <laughs> O'Rock Studios. Yeah, that that sounds about right. You were uh, just telling me a little about that before we started recording. Yes, I save all the good stuff for before the podcast, yes. and, and not like <laughs> also after the podcast. That that's when we have all the great stuff. Yeah. See, this is why I'm very anti small talk. We shouldn't be talking if we're not recording. It's it's. There's no point. That's you know, actually how I feel in most of my friendships. I know some people are like, oh, I hang out with my friends and we, we were just talking and we didn't record a podcast together. It's messed up. Let's, you've got to monetize <laughs> your friendships, bro. So I was at the uh, art store the other day and I saw they had like those basic books. It's like, oh, how to draw anime dogs or mm-hmm. natural mm-hmm. poses. The Master Guide to Drawing Anime. So I, I picked up the Master Guide to Drawing Anime Romance. Apparently, Master Guide to Anime is a series. They've got so many entries. So I drew a picture for one. Um, it was the picture of the heiress. I don't think that's one of the characters in any of our games. <laughs> but my daughter decided which one because she wanted to color it in. And that's, okay. that's, that's what happened. So uh, it's just me dinking around with trying to. Uh, I'll try to send it if if my phone will actually let me do that. But yeah. still trying to figure out how we could get the uh, get pictures. I guess you had yeah. good pictures at some point for. Uh... I yeah, that was that was actually in my notes for this month. Oh great! Yeah, so you yeah. work on those notes. I'll try to find a way to get this picture <laughs> sent to you. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're still we're still trying to figure out what the art style should be for the game. So we're kind of exploring two different routes. Michael is exploring uh, uh, drawing characters, and I've been exploring, as we talked about a couple of months ago, AI generated art. And boy, have I been having fun uh, with that. Um, so I don't I don't really recall where we'd left it before. I was playing around with one AI art generator, and and the images were coming out. Pretty cool, but also pretty weird. Um, I, I think did the bigger, see that. yeah. But it looks like the weirdness is something that would be easy enough to fix. <laughs> well, I'm 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 talking about the ones from a few months ago where I remember I generated like the world's largest ball of twine, and it made like this weird bulging ball of twine with like a door in it and stuff like that. Oh. Well, I was talking about when you got, like, you, you sent a picture of somebody, and because it's yeah. AI art, like, the the bottom of the glasses are just blurry. Um, right. But that would be easy enough to fix. I just, I could go over that with, like, a pen or something, and now the glasses are all just perfect, right? That That's why yeah. I was saying, like, those theoretically should be easy enough to fix. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I've 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 now switched over. I was uh, invited into the. I, I think a lot of people were invited at the same time, actually, into the beta for this one AI art generator called. Uh, it's probably pronounced Dolly, like the artist, but it's spelled D A L L hyphen E. So I'm in the beta for that now, and I'm I'm finding that to be a lot more flexible and a lot more powerful, and I'm I'm able to type in like very specific things, like uh, a cute anime 
nerdy mom with glasses and black hair in visual novel style, something like that. And it'll Ooh, like generate like visual yeah. novel style. Okay. So that's, that's what we were missing yeah. earlier. Yeah. So I, I added that in there too. And it, it's cool. So you put in like that prompt and it'll, it'll first generate like four different images uh, and based on that prompt and, you know, maybe they're all garbage, but a lot of the times I'm finding at least one, if not multiple of them kind of works for whatever I'm trying to do. So I've basically like been picking the best one and then kind of continuing to iterate on, on that one image until I get something that looks pretty good. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I've created a couple characters now with each ones with multiple expressions. And I, I think they mostly look cool though. You're right there. There is still like some weirdness, like, uh, it's it's actually kind of interesting the way you do it. Like you, uh, once you generate a few images, you can actually also upload an image into there and have it iterate on that. So like I'll generate the first character, and then like say it its hand is weird, like it has eight fingers or something. You can re-upload the image and like within the website erase the hand and essentially have it fill in that gap and generate a new hand for you. So it'd, like make like nine different hands until you find the one that fits <laughs> pretty much yeah that's cool yeah so so that that's that's sort of how i've been like tweaking the images how i go along is that like i first pick the image i really like and then i sort of erase the parts that look a little funky and have it continue to fill those parts in until everything looks looks mostly all right and then like you said too like you you could then just go in and, and retouch it by hand anything that you're not too happy with so I'm 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 I've been quite excited about this. I was having that a lot of fun. That sounds great. With it. Isn't that like the nightmare scenario for anyone who does art professionally? <laughs> well, <laughs> they're being the... replaced by machines. <laughs> so the way I kind of see it is, for us specifically, I can't really speak to the gaming industry as a whole, but for us specifically, like we can't afford an artist, right? Like that's sort of been our thing for the you know, since we started working on games is that we, we cannot afford to pay an artist to create this stuff for us. So it's, it's not really a decision between having an artist or replacing that artist with a robot. It's a decision between having art and not having art. <laughs> so I, don't I know. mean, the same way I feel like with music too, like yeah. all these, these indie people, they don't have time or, you know, I, can't really play musical instruments <laughs> if i could i'd try to write a song i'm sure it'd be silly but um i actually have found a couple websites that use ai to make music too i have not had as much success with those um but yeah the other the other cool thing about dolly is that um i i believe i'm reading the licensing correct is that you're you're welcome to use the images you just need to to give them credit like list that you use dolly to create as as a tool in creating the art and like you're good to go which is not how it works with a lot of these other ai art generators a lot of them require you like you can generate non-commercial images for free but you have to pay if you want to use them for commercial purposes that does not appear to be uh, a requirement for dolly which is a huge plus for us obviously yeah so i don't know i'm like i said i'm quite excited and i was able to use it to make a couple background images too uh, using using kind of a similar process where I first ask, I think it was like um, the interior of your mom's bank in anime style, something like that. That's how I got that first bank image. 
And then again, it's like, okay, well, these tables don't make geometric sense. So I'm going to erase those and see what it, what it tries to put in their place. Or, uh, this, this ATM looks pretty cool, but it's crooked. This table is nice, but it has only three legs. Stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And it, yeah. So you just kind of keep iterating and iterating until you get what you want. Um, I think, yeah, I, I should also say, like, by default, you're allowed to do, it's like 25 or 50, something like that, images a month. And beyond that, you do have to pay a small fee to generate more images. But uh, it's it's a very small fee uh, compared to the commercial restrictions I've seen on other uh, uh, generators. And certainly compared to uh, paying an artist. This is This is a fee that we can afford. Oh, that's good. So that was that was my big excitement last month when we when we missed our podcast last month. That was the main thing I that was the big cool thing I had been working on. I think was was messing around with this this AI stuff. Uh, yeah, no, that that's way cooler than I just drew a picture and it got colored in. Hooray! <laughs> well, I'm excited. To, we I mean we could also do if you want. Like, I mean, would you want to do a poll to see like which one people prefer so we know where to to go going forward? I, you know, I was going to, um, like, like I said, try to touch up whatever, just send me whatever mm-hmm. images you have for the main characters, because I think I just yeah. have the one that you mm-hmm. tweeted at me oh, like, yeah, a month yeah. ago. I, I, can, I can send you what I have, yeah. I have two backgrounds, and I have uh, two characters with multiple expressions each currently. This is with the uh, the free things that I got. I haven't paid anything yet. Yeah, because I meant to look at it and try to manipulate it, get different poses or different... Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I certainly... I haven't been able to figure out a way to make different poses. Ex- expressions has been a little easier. Because um, I, I figured out at first, if I erase the person's entire face, it'll just generate an entirely different face that may not look at all like the original one. So that that's no good. But if I just erase, like the mouth and maybe the eyebrows and then I tell it to make an angry anime mom then it'll give me like eyebrows and a mouth that suit what I'm going for a little better that that's a little trickier though yeah and maybe that's something maybe that's also something that you would want to do instead of me trying to figure it out maybe it'd be easier for you to manipulate the the faces I don't know I don't know I feel like wasn't that the case with Francie Drew I'd have to look up that artwork but it was like her facial expression just changed right yeah i think it was well it's definitely the case like if she's angry and there are like two different pictures of her like angry and really what happened well i i erased the angry mouth and then drew a second angry mouth and then she'd sort of just shuffle back and forth between the two angry mouths with every single line of dialogue she'd have a different angry mouth that's how it worked i do remember that yeah so it is possible to do, like, just that. Yeah, and I, I was thinking, too, like, I've seen other indie games where they don't really change the uh, the poses at all. It is really just kind of the face that, that changes, though. Um, I think those games are a little shorter than the mom's game will probably end up being. So I don't, I don't know how well that works for a longer game or if that'll be an issue or not. Yeah, the mom's game, I don't know how long it's going to be. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty long. It certainly took me a long time to edit the script anyway. Um, yeah, you're right. I'm looking at Francie, and it's almost entirely just the face changes. 
There's like one where she's uh, holding her arm out a little, like she's explaining something. But the rest are just changing the mouth, eyes, eyebrows, etc. And you're, yeah. you're able to get quite a range of emotions out of out of just that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, because redrawing her moving the body, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. So I have not done anything with the the scripts that you sent me for the the mom romance game, the the mom book or whatever we're calling it. Yeah. I, I believe I posted, I, I took one look at the the first page, and then everything was red. It was a giant sea <laughs> of red, and I got scared. I'm sorry. And it's not, no, it's not your fault. Oh. It, it was... You, you had mentioned that you wanted to do another draft of it, and I took that to heart. <laughs> I'm sure I did go overboard in some parts, so feel free to reject anything. Um... Gosh, like it wasn't even anything important. Like, like line hide Brittany, hide Laura, hide Augusta, and then mm. screen black. Like, I mean, those are just stage directions, really. <laughs> so, it's... oh yeah, I think I had just changed that because I had like rearranged how the what characters were talking at one point or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But that talking, still just so, creates yeah. a big sea of red. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but um, maybe I should have just accepted that on my own or something. It's one of the things I didn't know how to handle, um, just the opening scene, and we've got a yeah. similar opening scene in, like, Cat President. I think, you know, what we do in the first Cat President is, like, they introduce themselves, like, two at a time, yeah. rather than having, like, all five characters on screen at once introducing themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I think we do that in both of the games, right? Because then in the second one, it's like yeah, you you're meet half of them. you're a you're, you're a rideshare driver, and you pick up a couple of the cats, and then we meet a few others later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like three of them are sharing the same ride, and then three of them yeah. are inside the convention place, I believe. Yeah, but in the mom's game, it's just um, they're all there. It's only four of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But for whatever reason, I thought only three of them could fit on screen at once and watch as, <laughs> as once we finish the artwork and then all four of them can be on screen at once. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the Santas game, we have all the Santas on the screen at once. At one point, it does get extremely crowded, but it's possible. Yeah, so that was probably easier than me playing the game of... Because uh, what I did was I wrote out the dialogue yeah. and then I had to play the game of, okay, well, I want each one on screen as long as possible. So yeah. show... And each character has to be on screen while they talk. So it just yeah. took a while to figure out. So there's a bunch of show characters and hide characters. Like, every single yeah. line is finished with, like, one or two <laughs> hide characters show yeah. the next character. Well, you, you might have also been thinking, too, I think you you used, like, show left, show right, show center. And then it's like, well, you use all three of those. There's nothing left. Those are all the directions. Maybe that's why of I decided you, there are of only three. Of course, you can't put a, another one on screen yeah. at once. Yeah, yeah, that must. Yeah, because I think you you had written this like a few years ago, right? Yeah. And I think it, since then we we've talked about how you can kind of show it like position point one instead, point two, point three, point four, point six, four two, etc. I still like, yeah any, like. 25%, maybe that would be an easier way for me to think about it. Sure. Because point one, yeah, sure, that's yeah. 10%, but like, I mean, that's not really difficult math. Math, yeah. but... I mean, whatever whatever is easiest for you. What's easiest for me is not having the X-pause thing work differently every single time. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it has to be no, in parentheses, sometimes there. it doesn't. <laughs> uh, uh, I think that was... 
Yeah, I understand. I think I think I've just I've done enough. I've done too much coding of putting and moving characters around that I've internalized how that works pretty well by now. So it's just just sort of instinctual at this point. I always do point five, and if there's two characters, it's usually like. 0.75.25 or 0.2 and 0.8, 0.33, depending on how close I want them to be. There's three <laughs> characters. It's what, like 0.155.85, something like that, to keep them fairly spread out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, like, that's that's half of the first intro, and like I said, that's that's I guess yeah. that's what scared me away, I suppose. Uh, also, I've been working on the scripts for the superhero game. I want to finish, like, pathway number one first before I do any other writing. Sure. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm so close, and I'm sure I won't be so close. I'm sure it's still going to take me more months. But I honestly will. Um, I think I'm a chapter two. Did I finish chapter two yet? Nope, didn't finish writing chapter two. Okay. But uh, it looks like... It's settling on eight-page chapters, so okay. Hopefully, that'll work. I know you're concerned with the the Santa's game because those were all four chapters each, but those were <laughs> rather short pathway, rather short chapters. Yeah, I think I, I just noticed that a few, some people complained about it being too short, but I mean, people always find something to complain about. Okay, and then I sent you the goosebumps stuff, right? Babysitter's Nightmare or whatever uh, we're calling it. I sent you those scripts. Probably. That's what I did in the past two months. Yeah. I finished writing the, the, the Babysitter's Club Goosebumps crossover Oh, yeah, there stuff. it is. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a thing. That's right. <laughs> you sent it to me on my birthday. Aww. <laughs> what a good birthday present. Get to pretend it was on purpose. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I definitely, totally, like, that's my writing schedule. I, I focus it around... <laughs> birthdays and holidays <laughs> yeah i can't wait to see what i get for uh halloween oh, it should have been this this is the spooky game dang <laughs> actually yeah <laughs> well i've had um another exciting project that i've been working on this month um i can't well you 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 know why i'm doing this i can't tell the people listening why though but there's a reason I've been going back to the original Cat President game um, and actually replacing a lot of the stock images that we used uh, when we first made that game uh, back in 2016. I've been sort of researching and trying to figure out a little more about uh, like what model releases <laughs> means <laughs> and and the various complicated rights that go into using stock art in your game. Um, because what we did when we originally released that game is that I ended up using a lot of a lot of stock photos of people that were released under either a public domain license or a creative common license. And at the time I kind of thought, well, I I'm good. I'm good. That's all I need to worry about. Um, but I don't think that is really true. Um, because for, uh, for, for people specifically for pictures of people, there's another thing you have to think about, uh, which is the model releases the rights to their, uh, their likenesses, their faces. And the, the way I sort of finally figured out while the photographer has the rights 
to the photo that they've taken, they don't necessarily have the rights to the image of the thing they took a photo of. Uh, For example, it's like if I took a picture of a can of Coca-Cola, it doesn't necessarily mean I could put that image of Coca-Cola in my game just because I took the photo. It's sort of the same idea here. That That's sort of how I finally understood it is when I was reading something that, that compared a person's face to like a corporate logo. Uh, and if you don't necessarily have the rights to use that corporate logo, you have to make sure you have to remove it or blur it or whatever. Um, and it's it's sort of the same idea with uh, identifiable people in your games. Um, so with that long explanation in mind, I've been going back and replacing the stock models for pictures of people that uh, that don't have the model releases listed from on the listings on the stock art websites I downloaded them from. Some do, so some characters we're able to keep with no uh, no changes. Lizzie, for example. Lizzie will not change, which is nice. Because she shows up but, more than any other character, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, but some some characters are getting the axe. Um, uh, I, I have a list. Do you want the full list, or is it going to make you sad? Poor Thunderpaw. I'm going to miss him. <laughs> no! <laughs> Thunderpaw is safe. There actually is a whole different set of rules for animals and things like that too. I don't. I don't want to get into that because they can't <laughs> sign their uh, release uh, forms. They, they can't put their little paw prints on the form. Um, but no. So we're having to replace <clears throat> college student, rock patriot, Mister Drew, Bernice, skateboard guy, Lola, Michelle, Kimmy, and pet store clerk are all getting the axe. <sighs> Pretty devastated about a uh, skateboard guy, to be honest. I feel like he's kind of iconic. He was fantastic. I don't know what he's doing now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in, in going over, I mean, I just went over every single picture of a human uh, and looked for either the um, the likeness rights, um, the model releases, or if it's clearly a picture that somebody took of themselves and then released it into the public domain or under Creative Commons, I, I kind of figured that's probably good enough at that point. They have the rights to their own face. They put the picture out there for people to use. So it's, um what, the main character's uh, crappy boyfriend. That That's what that person did. So he gets to stay in the game, too, for that reason. Oh, boy, I remember that pathway. <laughs> yeah, which is good, because that's a really good picture. <laughs> Oh. Um, so a, a fun issue that comes along with replacing some of these pictures is that uh, in order to maintain continuity between Cat President 1 and 2, that means I'll also have to update Cat President 2. Um, specifically, Mr. Drew, uh, Bernice, and Skateboard Guy, they all reappear in the second game. Because so I love Skateboard Guy. I purposely put him I in because he's so cool. <laughs> I know. Mr. Drew was only in like that... W- He's only in the bonus game, yeah. right? So he totally didn't need to be there. Yeah. Well, that that's fine. Mr. Drew... So Mr. Drew is um, the only person so far I've actually gotten the replacement photos for. Everyone else has been cast as of today, I think. Oh, boy. But I don't have the pictures for everybody yet. Um, but Mr. Drew is already taken care of. Um, and we are now going to have to refer to her as Mrs. Drew. <laughs> it's interesting because I know I purposely did, like, Mr. Drew and uh, Miss Hardy based on Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. So they had already been... Ah. I mean, that's where I came up with the names, and I just gender-swapped oh, them. 
but now Drew has been gender swapped <laughs> back into uh, being. So it's official. This is Nancy Drew now, oh, right? I'm furious that I didn't notice that. Gosh darn it! Oh, you snuck another one by me, Michael. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But that's, that's so why fun. the teachers had theme yeah. naming. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, Mrs. Drew will be played uh, by my mother. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was talking about this with her on the phone a couple of weeks ago, and she was like, ooh, ooh can I be in the game? And uh, that seemed like a pretty good fit for her, considering she is a retired school teacher herself. Yeah, I, I guess I can convince some of my other family members. I don't know. I it'd have to be my parents, I guess. Yeah, I can't think of any. Yeah. Well, your uh, your sister's going to be in the game, or may we've I've been messaging with her about that. Okay, that's cool. Um, because my wife's yeah. in my game. I'm sure the kids are in the game somewhere, mm-hmm. but does not want to be in any games anymore, which is sad. Oh, well, Mary's in the the second game. Certainly, mm-hmm. remember she um she's she's the antagonist of the bonus pathway <laughs> yeah if i recall so i said that the uh the ai art was a kind of a big project for me last month so this has sort of been a big one for me this month is the models um there's also a couple backgrounds that i'm replacing um two of which were there were some rights issues and then there's a couple i'm replacing just because i saw a bunch of logos in the background like the pet store one has has too many visible logos for my comfort so i just i just took another one i went to a pet store literally earlier today and took a picture of a bunch of fish tanks and now that's going to be in the game instead that works uh and uh, and a few songs too this was kind of an annoying one uh sorry i'm going on so much um this was kind of an annoying one because um, some of the music that was originally in 2016 released under a Creative Commons license has switched since changed to a paid license. So I kind of it kind of feels like while I'm making all these big changes, I probably need to get rid of those too. So I, I did that. That was kind of frustrating. And also, there's one track that uh, keeps getting dinged in people's streams as being a copyright violation. It's not. That is a false ding. Um, but I'm swapping that song out as well, just so it stops being an issue for people. Which which song is this, out of curiosity? Uh, it's um, the Pineapple Rag by Scott Joplin. Oh. <laughs> it's a public domain recording of it, but someone is claiming that they own the rights to it. So That sounds, that sounds very out. much like the internet. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got a I got an email from someone about it this month who was who was really upset and and very mad at me because of this. <laughs> like it's your fault. I mean, even if you were, yeah, because I've encountered that in like a couple of games. It's like I don't really blame the the bigger game companies. Obviously, we're just two people, but mm-hmm. you know, it, <laughs> if a bigger company can actually afford music and and they get the rights to have certain music in their game it's like that's fine yeah it's 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 hard to keep in mind like because i i think of the games primarily as just things that people play you know on their own on their computer i i don't necessarily think about streamers when i'm making the games and maybe i need to think about them more i don't know hmm yeah i know with youtube it's always fun when something from like times past gets dinged and yeah 
it's like okay can i just mute it can i what can i do i know i noticed some games like if they use a lot of like like licensed licensed music like you know games that like pay a record label to use their games and the, their songs in their game they'll actually include a mode that is like streamer friendly mode where it replaces all that stuff with public domain tracks instead but we're already like using the public domain and creative commons stuff so it really should never be an issue for us yeah it's kind of why it's quite annoying when it is Uh, I was actually thinking about the game Gone Home, where um, there's one point where you can play a record, and, Mm. you know, it plays like this song from the 1930s, and just uploading that walkthrough to my YouTube channel. Got dinged on just that video. Took me a while to realize what it was. I'm like, oh, oh, that's it. So I just went and re-recorded all the audio for that part. Yeah, oh, that sounds annoying. It is, but I mean... They wanted to have that song in the game. I'm sure there was a reason for it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that's been the story here. And uh, what, what about you, Michael? What have you been up to? It was uh, Pride and Prejudice and Murder got released, so that was interesting. Yay. It was a surprise. I, I had no idea that it was going to be... <laughs> I was not warned ahead of time, and I we hadn't, like filled out all the paperwork and anything even so i i really had not expected it to come out and i think i just this past week we're still working on the paperwork and figuring out payments and such mm-hmm. uh i'm just gonna split it 50 50 with with my co-author very uncomplicated math i'm trying to find ratings for the game but i guess uh, on google play has anybody rated it a hundred plus downloads, no ratings. Okay, come on, hundred plus. It's a lot of downloads, at least. Yeah, I guess maybe this game is. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it. It says it's an alpha release. What does that mean in this context? I, what says it's an alpha release? Uh, I'm looking at the Google Play listing at the bottom. It says what's new, and then under that it says alpha release. Huh. I don't know. Huh. Weird. What's new alpha release? This is the alpha release version of the game. Was there like a version of it prior to? Hmm. Oh, I mean, that's what alpha usually is. It's the first one and then beta and then full. Interesting. <laughs> I, I guess I should know, huh? Uh, <laughs> I know at one point we were asked to pick when the trial demo would end and like gave, gave them like two options. I think... Either at the end of chapter one, chapter two, or chapter three. Right. Um, and then at that point, the game splits up into like four different pathways. Oh, you wrote it with Abigail. Cool. Yeah, she is. I, I mean. I saw her she, name on here, so that's public information. <laughs> yeah, she appears in uh, The Lost Oregon City Gold. Yeah. She works at the uh, the museum, right? At the end of the Oregon Trail? Yep. And this. Cool. Because she has like Regency stuff. Um, I mean, that's why we asked her to work. Uh, I mean, that's why I yeah. asked her to be <laughs> in the Oregon City goal. It's like, you probably have something which vaguely looks like it would be Oregon Trail era. <laughs> That'd be easier than me getting yes. a costume and making my wife wear it. We definitely hire people based on the outfits that they have available to them. <laughs> like, wasn't there somebody in Cat President 2 who had a doctor outfit? 
Yep, because she's a scientist, so I specifically asked her to be in the game because I knew she had a lab coat. I'd seen her pictures of it before. So we typecast her as person wearing lab coat. Sure did. It's great. <laughs> and so the, the Regency person can. got typecast as... Uh, <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, no, but that was really good because she had a bunch of pictures from her... Um, one of her Regency groups, and so we were able to use those as, like, the various images for the game without having to take, like, a bunch of new different pictures. She already had some, so that oh, was that awesome. was great. It's like, you have pictures of people in period costumes. It's like, yes! That, that probably would have cost me a bundle to do on my own. Hmm. Or I would. Yeah, I'm not in perfect. contact with the Regency group here. I actually have a contact in the the pirate group, believe it or not. But I'm told those people are. <laughs> it's mostly just an excuse for them to be rowdy and, and drink alcohol. <laughs> I need you to tell me everything about the pirate group. <laughs> what is the pirate group? Oh man! So, just think of it like. You know, we've got the Renaissance Fair where people dress up in Renaissance costumes. Yes. There's also, like, yes. Regency things where people dress up in the 1800s costumes. There are pirate fairs as well. Um, so I believe the convention in Oregon is called Tortuga. Tortuga Pirate That's Festival so cool. uh, in uh, Lebanon, Oregon. And I think it's a yearly thing. And it's a... Oh, it's coming up? Oh, wait. Is it? Yeah, it's, is it coming up soon? It looks like it's the, like the end of August, usually. Yeah, end of August, uh, start of September. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, there is a place in Oregon where people dress up like pirates every year and <laughs> drink large amounts of alcohol. <laughs> a lot of rum-based alcohol, I would imagine. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. We we so our local Ren Fair has like Pirates Weekend is one of their themed weekends, but we don't have like specifically a pirate fest. That's that's rad. There are also zombie walks. I feel like that's a similar thing of people oh, that's dressing up in particular costumes. Yeah, we, I mean, we sometimes have uh, themed like races. Like, I mean, I I only know about that because I run a lot of five Ks. But we have one that that is the. Uh, it's a wonderful 5K because it's it's set in the town that uh, is allegedly the inspiration for It's a Wonderful Life and everyone dresses as Santas to do the run. It's pretty pretty cool. I know um, with the Oregon City, um, the, there's like many different places that do Oregon Trail runs or, or uh, use the name Oregon Trail and then people dress up in it. They always like posting. It's like, here's a picture of our previous runs. And they always include pictures of people in, like, costumes. Although it seems like it would be really hard to run in, like, a giant 1800-style dress. Yeah. And they're wearing, like, boots and stuff, too? Like, that's not good running equipment. Man, that sounds tough. Yeah, I think... I, I mean, those are just people that are just doing that for fun as yeah. opposed to... Uh, sure. Actually trying to win a <laughs> high score. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, man. It sounds like you have some really cool festivals up there. I, I guess. It's also like Naked Biking Day in Portland. Portland's got a <laughs> lot of weird ones. But how many how many times have you done that one? I, I haven't done that. Isn't 
isn't there like naked gardening day in Portland and the naked bus ride? There's sort of like a, a running theme, I think, with the Portland uh, various festivals. Yeah. Oh, we just have like apple festival. Where, where people pick apples? That sounds good. No, they don't pick apples. They just buy apples and look at art of apples. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. We've actually, so we went to it one year. It's in, it's in Ithaca, New York. Um, and it's the, like the most crowded thing I'd ever, like, it's like the, the WrestleMania of apples. Like we, I, you can't like move your arms. It's so tightly packed in there. So we actually haven't gone since the first time, especially not now in this, this COVID post COVID, whatever you want to call it world. I don't really want to be that close to a lot of people. Not for apples. No, I like, we can get apples at the grocery store. Those are perfectly fine, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking? Your game released. So where, where can people find it? You said it's on Google. Where Where else is it? Is it like a, there's like a web version too, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the hosted games or choice of games website. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they are releasing it on Steam. Oh. I think I think I remember your um your other games with them have usually like been on mobile, right? And they they do quite well on there. Yeah, they've been on mobile, well anyway. but they have not been on Steam. Yeah. I don't think. Is this one on iOS? I haven't seen an iOS link yet. I think with iOS, Choice of Games has just an app which covers all their games. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. They switched to that model at some point. I think that's what happened. Okay, so there isn't like a separate link for your game. It's like you open the app and search for the game in the choice of games, hosted game, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. IOS I app. don't know what point yeah. in history because I know originally they had done the. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Separate ones, yeah. That is super exciting, and that's Pride and Prejudice and Murder, right? That's the name of the game. Yep. Cool. Anything else exciting going on over there? Nope, that's it. I've been busy, and I've been trying to catch up with uh, the everything that happened on my vacation. I've still got. I've got a huge. I've been complaining about my long to do lists, and it's still got <laughs> stuff from last month. And we're at the end of this month, so uh, school starts up again soon, and hopefully that will give me enough time to uh, do more. But. My next project for video game work, I guess, will either be this artwork or um, just working on the scripts. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'll, I'll send you the uh, the AI art and, and see, see what you think of it all that I have so far. All right. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you got your to-do list down by like half so far, right? I guess. New things got added to it today, right? Duh. Did it jump from like... Um, 33 33 was like the highest it went from 30 to 33 and now it's at 25 <laughs> okay so that that is not half <laughs> that is moving in the right direction yes but was record podcast on there um no it was not oh so you got to put it on there so you can cross it off yeah but that would make the list longer <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, have you played any games in the last couple months? No, my to-do list is like 25 <laughs> items. I'm just joking. Um, All right, I need you to put do the podcast on your to-do list, and then I need you to put, like, play Link's Awakening or something so you can have something fun to do. I did um, play 
It was Awakening. It was Awakening the Dreamless Castle. They did a remake of that game. And I, I played through the original, and uh, I played through the remake, and that was it for my gaming. Uh, I also played Lost Oregon City Gold uh, on vacation, got to show that off to Grandma. Oh, did Grandma like it? Yeah, yeah, she thought it was good. Ah. Oh. So I had a question, um, this does, yeah. I guess this is tangentially related to video games, but, you know, when I do, like... I make a video of me playing the entire game from start to finish without any commentary. I don't know, should I post that before or after, like, the normal walkthrough of the game with commentary? You're asking the wrong person. I don't watch a lot of lot of uh, Let's Play videos one way or the other. Yeah, me neither. But it, it feels like, you know, if I could go back in time, that's something I should have been doing all along, is post a no-commentary version of every walkthrough. Oh, you should certainly post both of them in general if that's possible. Then you have twice as many videos out there for people to, to find and, and click on ads on. Yeah, I feel like with the so with the no commentary videos, people want one that covers the entire game, I believe. Mm. I think that's the way the market is now. Obviously, I started back when like there were only 10-minute videos allowed, period. <laughs> Yeah, that's what like all of my Let's Play videos are from Game Cola. <laughs> there are all these weird little ten minute ones. Trying to find a nor a, a natural stopping place for each video. And, and, yes, and it was like Earthbound. You took like a, a a four month break in between talking to the one person <laughs> in the hut on the beach. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. That sounds like me. Uh, I saw, um, I don't, I think, I forget if you were on the Game Cola Discord channel, but there was a lot of people talking about our, uh, our, uh, 999 Virtue's Last Reward, all those games <laughs> walkthroughs recently. There was some chatter about those. I, yeah, I don't follow that, but. <laughs> people going back and, and watching them again. I did log on to, uh, Discord to record the podcast, and there were like 78. Yeah. They said, hey, you've got 78 things you can look at. So, I'm sure I could look at it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because when we did that second one you were like what like literally recording your 3ds with a digital camera or something right yeah i still don't know how to record yeah. a 3ds um <laughs> but it works just i turn off the light in my room and and record it with my ipad and that's that's it amazing i guess no my phone i guess i can use my phone yeah Mm -hmm. phones are strong enough to do that now phones can record in hd um let's see i i just finished a couple of days ago the dlc for life is strange true colors life is strange colon true colors colon wavelengths which was like the most chill experience you're you're you play as the the character uh steph from the life is strange games working it as a DJ in a radio station slash record shop. And, and the whole game is just kind of like answering phone calls and, and work and like decorating your store and listening to music and, and uh, planning Dungeons and Dragons campaigns for your friend. And that's it. There's, there's not much in the way of drama. It's just like very, very slice of life game set in, in this otherwise extremely dramatic melodramatic universe it was 
very chill experience. I enjoyed that quite a yeah, bit. I was going to say, it's like, that doesn't sound like it's in line with the other Life is Strange games. Yeah, exactly. That's what... <laughs> but it was especially interesting for me because I was just playing playing it off of the heels of The Quarry. Have you heard about this game? Nope. So it's by the same people who made Until Dawn, and it's a very similar gameplay style to Life is Strange, except that it's like an interactive slasher film. <laughs> Were you playing as these these uh, six or whatever, five or six uh, teenage camp counselors at a camp that's being terrorized by the homicidal maniacs and trying to survive the night? So that was that was intensely stressful. So it was very cool to to switch over to this Life is Strange DLC thing and and switch over to the to the chill relaxing game, which turned out to be a much better game to play right before bed. Yes. <laughs> the quarry was. <laughs> Both extremely enjoyable experiences though. Highly recommend. I just I I just love that style of game where it's just kind of wandering around and and making uh what are presented as impactful decisions about your character whether or not they actually turn out to be impactful. Um I don't know. I find that stuff extreme like it just just hook it into my veins. I want more. I was trying to figure out, I don't know how to do, like, the super impactful, important decisions in yeah. our games. It's more, which <laughs> line of dialogue do you want to say next? <laughs> well, I mean, that that's sort of the, the thing with these games, too, is that a lot of that is, is very illusory, which you can, you can tell if you go back and replay them, or if, like, you read through a wiki article that says what happens with each decision, like... Most of them, most of the decisions in the game are are very similar to ours. Like maybe you don't see the impact until later, but it's still like generally something minor. There's usually only a few things that are that are really important. Um, in the quarry specifically, uh, these could be decisions that get you eaten by a giant monster if you do it wrong. <laughs> um, but I mean, a lot of times it really just is stuff that only impacts the game in minor or cosmetic ways. But it still it still feels good to to have that sort of choice and impact. Usually, what we've done in the past is like, okay, you made the mm -hmm. good decision. Then it's like, okay, plus one to the good decision thing. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the game, it's like, oh, did you get six in the good decision thing? Well, you got the great ending. Or if you only got two, <laughs> you you get the bad ending. But I was thinking, what if we tried something like I've I've only seen this once, but it's like, okay, it goes up. 25% of whatever it is you're already at. Hmm. Okay. I think, I think I've seen that in choice games sometimes, where, like, when you increase a stat, like, strength or something, like, it'll change by a percentage rather than just plus one or plus two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just wondering if there would be a way to include that. In the... um, I think that's something that is that we could code just be slightly tweaking instead of plus one it would be like it would be like x equals x times 0.25 something like that yeah or, no wait <laughs> something like that <laughs> it would involve it would involve the number 0.25 <laughs> in some way x equals x plus x times 0.25 does that sound right x uh. plus x oh, i don't know <laughs> Not a math person. No, no. It it just also you know dating sims. It is always mm -hmm. it does seem a little odd sometimes when the choices are okay. We have 
very good choice and then transparently yeah. bad choice. So just trying to find some sort of in between. Yeah. Well, it's it's tough to find that balance, right? Because, I mean, I think players want to feel like they're making an informed decision. So you want to make it somewhat clear to them, like, what is the good choice? But then you're also making it too easy, in a sense, to, to you know, just get the quote-unquote good ending. If it's just, like, obviously the choices are insult this person or compliment this person. <laughs> like, typically the compliment is, is very clearly the good choice. But if people, if if the choice is too ambiguous, then people might feel cheated because they weren't able to figure out on their own what choice to make to achieve their goal. That it was, you know, kind of random. Maybe people don't like that either. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know what the what the solution between those two things is. I think we're, we were talking last month about having like three different choices, and sometimes two of them are good, one's bad, or you know, two bad, one good, or one's normal and two are good, etc. Yeah. That, I mean, I think that's that's kind of an interesting way to do it is to sort of have, mo- have more than two choices and sort of mix up how many are good, bad, neutral, etc. in each one. At least, at least make it more of a choice that way. Or one thing I've been doing in my road trip game that I've been programming too is uh, I, I, I sort of weight all the, all the choices. So like something minor might just be worth plus one but if you do something really good it'll add plus three to the meter or 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 something like that and and each decision point it isn't necessarily like you either get plus three or minus three it's like you choose this really good option you get plus three you choose this option nothing happens you choose this other option you know it's just minus a little bit so it's it's not like every every choice every option and every choice is equally weighted i've been kind of messing around with that yeah i think with the Gosh, the Goosebumps babysitter's game. One other thing I've been doing is, um, like, every tree has, like, three or four options, but uh, Mm -hmm. I've run it through a randomizer to determine what order the options appear. I've got around to programming it. I don't know if that's really going to affect very much. I'm sure it's something that nobody's going to notice, actually, (laughs) but... (laughs) interesting nonetheless to to try to mess around with that i think too like when we did uh i think it was too many santas in the script it was always in the order of the good the nice choice and then the naughty choice so i think if i recall when i was when i was coding it i would like flip a coin to determine which one would actually go first so it wasn't the same every time so sort of similar i think i I think your way is kind of interesting now every playthrough it's going to be randomized that's much more interesting yeah 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 well, it's more obvious when there are three options as opposed to, like, there's just two options. Sure. All right. Uh, I think that about does it for this month's episode. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Paul M. Franzen, and Michael is at Argofumpf, spelled exactly as it sounds. You can check out all of our games on PC and occasionally on console, or just visit orock.com for the complete library. Our theme song is by Fifth Avenue. You can check them out on SoundCloud. And finally, if you have any questions about game development or our games specifically, we would love to hear them. Email them to podcast at orock.com. Is there anything that you would like to add, Michael? Oh yeah, feel free to message us with questions and stuff. That way we could fill the dead air at the end of the, the podcast. <laughs> with the part where something. we get tired of talking. It's like, oh, have you played any games? Well, it's games you've never heard of. Great, I played games you've never heard of. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. 
We need maybe we just need a third person who Somebody plays video games played more than all we do. our the yeah. same games as both of us, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, someone yeah, we need like a Venn diagram because I think we are a couple of circles next to each other. So we need someone who 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 creates the circle between both of us. <laughs> Can we get the AI art generator to join the podcast? Alright, bye everybody. Bye everybody. A story will be told. Anything else we want to talk about? <laughs> Do we have anything? Oh man, this podcast only. Okay, we've got to figure out something else to talk about. <laughs> we I need suppose. to talk. All right, uh, have you?